Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's the list in your boy at fightful.com. With Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap, they're on fire. Boom shakalaka. 200 strong. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is October 19th, 2022. This is Fightful Wrestling's list and ya boy. <sighs> it's been a been a long week of travel, Jimmy. I'm happy to be here. You Took are, <laughs> you know, I was teasing Sean last week when he was in Toronto. I said, you know, when I met you, you had never left the state no. of Kentucky. I, I, okay. I had left the state of Kentucky, but legitimately I had been to like, you know, Ohio and then basically Florida and back. That's, that's really it. Florida right. and back. Uh, I went on a vacation, I think to Charleston, South Carolina once, and we went up to Asheville and that's about it. But uh, now you're yeah. the international, you're the international just traveling man now. Yeah. I just go to Toronto to be doing it now, but I, t- I tell you what, I'll tell you what your boy is getting Nexus global entry very soon. Because I ain't ever dealing with that bullshit again. So apparently, oh my God, there have been complaints in Canada that the Nexus applications have been on hold. Well, let me tell you, as I was in that long TSA line, I saw Swerve and he just, hey man, and then gave me a little smirk as he walked all the way past that line to the Nexus Global <laughs> Entry. Awesome. I was like, this, this son of a bitch. This guy. <laughs> but let me tell you, there were an awful lot of AEW people who do also did not have Nexus Global Entry that you would uh, be shocked because I got the pre-check and all that. The reality of the situation is I flew out of Lexington. That didn't mean anything. I didn't have to take off my shoes. That's really it. But even if you do, you get through Lexington TSA seven minutes, maybe. It's a ghost town out here. But um, I was trying to weigh like, okay, would my travel be easier if I just flew out of my hometown airport, made a connecting, or drive an hour and a half up to Cincinnati and get there an hour earlier and all that. But haven't haven't quite decided on what I'll do moving forward. But I always uh, try was, to avoid connecting. Good. I avoid connecting if I can. Uh, me too. And unfortunately they don't fly straight to Toronto. Wish, wish they went Lexington to Billy Bishop direct. 
That's that's the move. Let's get that going. Or what's Jimmy, the what's the flight time? From what? Say Toronto to Lexington. Well, we wouldn't. We don't have it, but it would be about it probably an hour. It'd be an hour. Hour and forty minutes, maybe. It's an hour okay. thirty from Cincinnati. Okay, because if there is enough demand, Billy Bishop can absolutely do that. Sure, you know, but there's there not. Enough demand. Yeah. There's not. In fact, uh, the Cincinnati to to Toronto flights they have one in the morning, one in the afternoon. And if you remember last time I came up, you you were like, oh, why don't you book the morning flight? And I looked at the history, and the morning flights got canceled every day because there weren't enough people on them. So they would just cancel them and put them on the later flight. Right. And for some reason, still continue to book those flights. And I was like, I'm not falling for that. And even then, the evening flight wasn't wasn't heavy. But mm-hmm. it was very nice to not have to drive an hour and a half home from Cincinnati. But made that trip last night anyway, en route to what was, I thought, an all-timer dynamite until that unfortunate ending. But uh, yeah, I definitely did not expect to be at this many AEW shows in a week ever. But I had a good time. How were the shows in Toronto and Cincinnati in terms of the the live crowd, in terms of the house, in terms of just the live experience? How were these past two shows? Well, the first Toronto show blew everything out of the water, like without a doubt. Blew it out of the water. There were empty pockets of people in Cincinnati. Admittedly, it was a Tuesday. That's a bummer, but the card was really good. Like the card was really, really great. I was surprised they didn't do more based on Moxley alone. But I mean, you're sort of rebuilding a, a Cincinnati wrestling audience. I remember a few years ago, WWE brought Starcade here or, or they, they brought, they brought some kind of house show here and it performed really, really well. So they kind of rewarded the audience with a Starcade and then a December 26 house show, which did not happen out here, Jimmy. They used to just run like big markets for December 26 house shows. Mm-hmm. And now we're getting like Cincy and Columbus and stuff like that. It used to be Chicago, Detroit, New York City, mm-hmm. maybe like a, a Toronto or something like that. But I remember like you would you would hear some exciting stuff that would emerge from those December 26 house shows. So uh, that, that was kind of cool. But now AEW has got to kind of fight a foothold. They were in a new venue, new arena this time. They were in the, the one that, WWE almost burned down 10 years ago that I was at, but um, it was good. Uh, traffic getting in and out was smooth. It was so much better than like a Bengals game or a Reds game because, you know, it was scaled. It was about anywhere between six to 10 times less as many people. But uh, I, I had a good time last night, man. That show, that show was a blast. And I, I wish they could have had a different finish and it could have been an all timer, but Unfortunately, that wasn't what happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk about that right now. Um, so AEW released a statement saying that Hangman Page is in concussion protocol, which obviously it sucks to get a concussion, but it beats the shit out of paralysis. So I'm, I'm sure he's happy yeah. with that. Now, I've watched the clip back several times, and it doesn't look like he landed flush on his head. It looks like he landed kind of on his head slash neck, but yeah. it's one of these things where you can do it 100 times, 99 times works perfect, but then that one time, you know what I mean? Something just happens. It's an unfortunate thing. And I saw social media was kind of trying to poke fun at, at AEW or even at Hangman Page. This could have happened in any wrestling company. I mean, it, like I said, he could do it 100 times, 99 times could go well and just that one time. You were there. It, it looked like the staff really did a good job of handling it immediately. They were on it immediately. What was the what was it from a live perspective as that was all going down? So we like 
when the match got called, like nobody saw that. We thought he was just down and selling. Right. We had no idea that something bad was was going on because quite frankly, you know, we don't see the camera angles that you guys are seeing and we don't we don't see them actively avoiding things. And I'm going to show you guys a few pictures basically from our vantage point as they were taking care of things. But when the match gets ended like that, immediately we're like, that's a bad finish. But then you start to see them loosen up the bottom rope. And and the reality of that situation is, Jimmy, that MJF Regal promo earlier in the night was so goddamn good that it made a lot of people think, oh, well, this is how they're giving you 10 minutes at the end of the show for him to cash in type of thing. Mm, I see. Like, that's how good that that damn promo was. Mm -hmm. And uh, then they started, so this was the, the first view that we saw, and that was Paul Turner, Doc Sampson, and somebody on a headset uh stopping the match and good on the doctor good on on paul turner they brought out the the stretcher from the the side near where the steps are around front and then this is when we kind of knew that this was real and it was not a gimmick mm -hmm. was when they started to loosen the, the the bottom rope that way they can easily get him out of there mm -hmm. now let me tell you a stark contrast from earlier in the evening where jerry lynn ate a tombstone on the stage they put him in a neck brace and then stood him up. <laughs> what? Yes. So, like, I think it's almost a rib. It's got to be a rib at this point that when it's in storyline, AEW Medical is inept, right? Like, they'll put somebody's mask on upside down. <laughs> or they'll put somebody in a neck brace and be like, here, get up, guy. But with this, they, they were taking such good care of him. And again, they had so many people out here, as you can see, like... Mm -hmm. Tons of people, and obviously the cameraman was also filming this as well because, I, you know, there this is going to be a hot angle down the line as well. But uh, I started to get word, and immediately, you know, you're, you're cognizant: is this a work? Is this real? Is it not real? And I had been told, and we reported it uh, last night, and stuff like that. We ain't putting behind a paywall, obviously. That can that's somebody's health, but uh, it was later confirmed that Hangman did go to the hospital. He was responsive. He was okay, relatively speaking. And by that, we mean that he got a concussion. He's still in concussion protocol. Um, I was told that he didn't really remember what happened at the time. But then I was also later told that he was appreciative of how like everybody handled it from AEW to media to fans and all that. So that's good to hear, too, because ultimately, it, in all of this stuff, it, it's a physical sport. And, you know, there's been a lot of bad faith stuff in general jimmy about oh well the safety yada 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 there's gonna be unsafe stuff that happens in here that that's the nature of it and sometimes you got to do it for shock value sometimes you do it for the sake of the story that's the sacrifice that a lot of these talent make and um i've never heard of john moxley being unsafe i've never heard of that that happening period like he's he's one of the most experienced guys on the roster by by virtue of number of matches but I thought they did everything they could to take care of Hangman Page accordingly, and um, I'm I'm very glad that that he's doing all right, all things considered. For sure, and, and those guys are both pros. So so all of all of these comments about how AEW is unsafe. I mean, they're both professionals and veterans. These guys, and and even you think back to all the all the times that accidents have happened in the ring. Uh, Rollins breaking Cena's nose with the knee yeah. with the with the running. I mean, this stuff happens. So it's uh, it's a good thing that it uh, and I, I saw Brian Alvarez got shit on because he said uh, it's a concussion. That's good news. And what he meant was it's not paralysis. It's not something yeah. more severe. That's what he meant. 
but there's always going to be people that try to jump on that. I'm glad he's doing, uh, it sounds like he's doing all right. And, uh, I read this morning he was feeling pretty good. So yeah. that's good news, man. You never want to see that happen to anybody. Yep. Yep. Uh, it, and I'm, I'm, Again, it, it's a bummer that happened, but ultimately the safety of, of these people is is the, the, the primary concern. For sure, for sure. All right, before we go on to the to the next uh, big topic, I want to put over KYN uh, quickly because we have a new podcast starting this week with a name that uh, people know, John Alba, who you know from ad-free shows, of course, and uh, you know the Matt Hardy podcast and all that stuff. He's doing a live weekly podcast no, for knowyournews.com called Out of Bounds. He's going back to his sports broadcasting roots, uh, and they are covering uh, sports from the lighter side. And he's doing it with a lady named Mia O'Brien. She works for 92.5 FM out of Jacksonville, Florida. This girl knows her shit when it comes to sports. Knows a hell of a lot more than I do. And uh, and I can tell that she doesn't take any shit, too. And I like that. So Mondays, 6 o'clock Eastern time, you can check out Out of Bounds with John Alba and Mia O'Brien. And if you know who Cam Hawkins is, a.k.a. Seahawk, uh, tomorrow on KYM Live, 3 o'clock Eastern time, he will be my guest. Are you well, saying, Jimmy, that you're finally going to get some bitches? I'll be checking out his Twitter while I do my research on his bio. It's finally going to happen, guys. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, it. yeah. I'm ready to retire. It's finally going to happen. Yeah, so he's going to be my guest uh, tomorrow, which is uh, October 20th. 3 o'clock Eastern time for KYM Live. So check that out. That'll be a fun show. It's always uh, always a lot of fun talking stupid news stories. So there you go. Oh, man. Good old Seahawk. You love to see it. You love to see it. You also know what you love to see, Jimmy? Your virtual location change when you use NordVPN. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Dot com slash Fightful. Four additional months free, 30-day money-back guarantee. Don't pick it up. Whatever you're looking for, don't pick it up. Don't do it, Jimmy. I can't tell you what, yeah, listen, listen, Jimmy, I'll tell you what you can pick up. UFC this weekend. At a much more reduced price when you subscribe to overseas services via NordVPN.com slash Fightful. When you change that virtual location with just one click, Jimmy, look at me in my eyes, Jimmy. Look at me. You can change your virtual location with just one click on all your devices. Get access to this content much more affordably. You're going to end up saving money. They've got three great tiers. Pass, VPN, Locker. You can decide which you want, which you don't want. All that good stuff. I've been traveling everywhere. Charlotte, Detroit, Cincinnati, Lexington, Nashville, L.A., Toronto. Been all over the map. Heading to Louisville in a few weeks. I don't mess around on that unsecured Wi-Fi when I'm at the hotel, at the airport, at the restaurant, whatever. I got NordVPN.com slash Fightful protecting me. Blocking those online trackers, that malware, those annoying pop-up ads. I mean, you don't have to worry about those at Fightful, but... Listen, I know some of you all cheat on us and go to other wrestling websites, and you absolutely need it for that. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You want that protection. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You know what's cool when you got a little kid, Sean? Well, one of the things is cool. So I will come into my office 
And my daughter will leave me little things like this. Look at that, Sean. Isn't that nice? I don't know what the thing is on the ground there. That's but, adorable. Uh, she's she's a very good artist. How old yeah, is she? Yeah, she is seven. That is impressive. Seven years old, that is, yeah. That is, that is much better than I would do. <laughs> yeah, she's she's pretty good. So I love that she always leaves me stuff like this without even saying anything. And that I just happen to see it when I come in here. So there you go. Isn't that nice? All right, let's talk about the elite. Let's talk about Brawl Out because there is a resolution. You can tell. It, so seems, it seems like it's on the horizon. It looks like it looks like it's a matter of time before they make it public. So on Dynamite this week, they mentioned the elite on commentary for, I think, the first time uh, since Brawl Out. They mentioned that uh, the elite were the first trios champions. And then on the heels of that, Dave Meltzer reported that a steel has been released. What is the latest that you're hearing on this and the impending return of the elite and maybe the impending departure of CM Punk? Uh, what are you hearing? Okay, so uh, I want to do a quick plug. FightfulSelect.com, just $5, guys. Get us back up to ten k. I would greatly appreciate that. But uh, the brawl out situation is what sent us up to like eleven k last month. We have a lot more on that because uh, Dave Meltzer of Wrestling Observer reported that Ace Steel had finally been fired. Uh, we have a, a like significant backstage update on that on FightfulSelect.com and a lot of the movement around uh around this situation <laughs> like so nobody was talking about this for like a month right obviously after the talent meeting and all that one person on background just said biting people bad <laughs> that's it that's all they said but i had a lot of people that that started to open up a lot more about their feelings on this and it was like no brainer duh However, last night you had CM Punk popping up in an ROH montage. You had Young Bucks popping up in a, in a Rampage commercial, and they mentioned the Elite. This is also the first time I've really heard of any movement of like, yeah, maybe it'll happen. But this hasn't been like a major talking point backstage among the locker room. Like they've just kind of moved on past it. And I'm not saying that there's any ill will towards like the Bucks or Omega because I haven't really taken that temperature. But I mean, I know that after those like just first three days between it happening at the, the pay-per-view and then the, the talent meeting, so much of the talent was just already over talking about it, gossiping about it, like really any of that. And understandably so shit, I was tired of talking about it and it was, it was getting us a lot of subscriptions, but it, it consumed not just the news cycle. It consumed a lot of the discussion and the conversation and you know, some of the talent I've talked to, they're, they're very realistic in that having Omega and the Bucks around is a very good thing um, for, for them, especially, like, damn, Cole's out. Yeah. Hangman might be out. You got Punk out. Like, they're they're hurting near the top of the card. And, and John Moxley was supposed to be gone the last six weeks, Jimmy. Yeah. He wasn't supposed to be back till last night. So, uh, man, th there's, there's a lot of... They, they went from having... They haven't had a 100% stocked roster in ages now, Jimmy. Like, since before Punk was there. Because mm -hmm. when Punk and Cole came in, um, they're, like, Omega went away. Mm -hmm. And Omega had been gone. And then when by the time Omega came back, uh, Cole was gone and all that. And you had MJF out for a whole summer. So, I, I can't wait until we finally see that 100% roster from AEW, assuming Punk ever comes back. But... WWF dealt with a lot of this in like 99, 2000, 2001, right? Like they would, there would be situations where Triple H would tear his quad. Steve Austin would break his neck. Undertaker would be gone four or five months before a repackage. 
Uh, that's just the nature. Yeah, Mick Lita. Foley retired. Yep. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there's there's more discussion about it now than I've heard in the past few weeks. Let me ask you this question, and I know this is a hard question to answer, but Tony Khan, I feel like, got some criticism over the fact that he didn't address the status of Kenny Omega or the Young Bucks, and it's been a couple of months now. Meanwhile, you know, a guy like Samuel Guevara, who was not the aggressor with Andrade, he got to wrestle that night. But the Bucks and Omega, who apparently were not the aggressors with CM Punk, they, they've been suspended for like two months. Do you know if Tony Khan like ever wanted to say anything publicly about the status of Omega and the Bucks? Because I, I did a, a Q&A for Fightful Select last week and somebody asked me, how would you have handled that drama? And one thing I said was I would have asked my lawyer to draft a statement so that I can safely address their status because everybody wanted to know, like nothing was said at all aside from the dynamite after all out when, when he kind of addressed it briefly, otherwise their status was never talked about ever. Do you know if an attempt was ever made or if it was just, let's just say nothing until it's resolved. Um, that I can't say specifically because I I'm sure that Tony Khan has wanted to, to update people on what's going on. So just people will stop asking it. Right. Exactly. And it, I saw a lot of people that were frustrated. Okay. So I spoke to Ariel Hawani about his interview with Tony and I was like, I thought you actually had a really good interview. I mean, it's very clear. You wanted one answer that you didn't get, but you actually got quite a bit more out of him. And Tony is known now to go into promoter mode and I'm not big on, I don't like that. At it was all. annoying um, in the early interview. Yeah. It was and he was still able to get some good information out of him regardless. Now, I've never interviewed Tony Khan. Really want to, hoping I can make it happen. And I'm hoping that I can ask some questions that will sort of lend to getting absolute answers out of them. But you also have to realize that just for the sake of anybody's interview, whether it be Ariel, whether it be me, whether it be Dave, whether it be ESPN or Sports Illustrated, you can't blow up a pending legal matter possible just to to give somebody an answer like that's just not realistic and you, you just can't do that um i mean there's a lot of people i'll ask about this and i'll be like listen i gotta ask and they're like i know you do but i don't want to get subpoenaed <laughs> if if something happens and that's that's just the nature of what, what's going on see i un i understand tony not wanting to answer ariel's questions uh for that reason but at the same yeah. time so like i'll give you an example so when covid was happening in in canada and we were shut down for like two years my staff was always wanting to know when are we allowed to go back into the office what are the rules so i always had my employment lawyer draft a statement and i would email it out on an ongoing basis to let everybody know here's what the rules are and here's what the what the government is saying and here's what you can and can't do to to come into the office that way i'm safe that way i don't have to worry that i've crossed the line because i had a a a professional do it and that's what i was wondering like did tony ever ask an attorney can you draft something that i can say because everybody wants to know where the hell are these guys? Because again, you know, I talk a lot about perception and precedence. The perception was that the Bucks and Omega were innocent, essentially, like they weren't the aggressor. And so everybody wanted to know what the hell is going on with Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. And I was curious if he ever like hit up one of his attorneys and said, can you draft something? Can I say something? Uh, or if they just said, you know what, it's still in progress and, and we have to wait till it's done. That's the one thing I, I'd like. To I would know. imagine they're going to wait till it's done. I would imagine that that's the situation that they're in. Um, I mean, I know that 
a lot of the parties involved are still in contact with AEW. Again, FightfulSelect.com, just $5 a month has a scoop on that. Uh, but it, it's, it is, it's so unfortunate. It's such a bummer that this is the way that it all happened. And right as soon as Kenny Omega came back to like, it's just, I know. true. Yeah. What do you have? Two matches? I think. Yeah. Maybe three. Yeah. yeah. Won the trio's titles and had to yeah. vacate him. Yeah. And yeah. then you, you had the whole mess with the, the world title and all that. And there've been so many interims this year that it's a bummer, but, and yeah. AEW didn't want to do that. They never wanted to be the company that vacated titles or, or like relinquished titles or anything like that because the titles are supposed to mean something. And they've had to rebuild a lot of that stock this year. I thought they did a really good thing by having Moxley beat CM Punk mm. in the way that they did. That way they could say, okay, the interim titles do mean something. Right. Uh, but, but yeah, it's, it sucks, man. The AEW keeps stubbing their toe and you hate to see it because it ain't their fault. Yeah, I mean, this one wasn't their fault at all. It yeah. was punk, totally punk. Well, but, we uh, got we got a bunch of super chats and humper chats, which I didn't even promote. I forgot to <laughs> super chats here on YouTube. Uh, we don't want to make money. We're over at humperchats.com. I'm I'm set, Jimmy. It's a nonprofit. Uh, <laughs> nonprofit. <laughs> Humperchats.com that allows you to leave your question or statement before we go in the air. For example, uh, we have somebody who already had left a comment for Will Washington's Day After Dynamite today for the tomorrow show but joseph says what percentage chance do you think diana goes back to wdb since they're interested in bringing back chelsea would diana want to go seeing that she wasn't used much in nxt back then well neither was chelsea and that's the thing when you talk about the grass being greener on the other side triple h had access to diana perrazzo who has proven herself as a commodity one of the most buzzworthy talents in impact wrestling not just saying that because she's a pal it's objectively true and didn't use her for like over a year. Yeah. He had Malcolm Bivens, Stokely Hathaway, didn't use the guy. Had Chelsea Green, who has, has popped up in Impact, popped up in, in uh, NWA, has just went everywhere, didn't use her for a very, very long time. Um, I think that there's, if, if it's the right money, I think Deanna would go back. And also, I think that there's probably a little bit more confidence there than there would have been otherwise. But I mean, I think when they were back in NXT, they were like, well, damn, let, let's get up to the main roster where we'll actually be used. And they got blocked a couple times from that. But I'll have more on, on the Chelsea thing pretty soon because I don't think that's as clear cut as people are saying. But Matt Wright Keel says, sending my prayers out to Share Delaware and praying for any news on a streaming deal for ROH. Uh, our friend Share Delaware dealing with some health issues, sending our love. Uh, one of my best friends. So uh, hoping that she she gets through that and... Always, always got her back here. Joel says, seeing what happened with Hangman made me immediately think and wonder how something like that never happened to Rikishi, who always did that ridiculous flip every time he got clothesline. Reps, man. Um, I mean, Rikishi did it as well as anybody, and his was just a little bit different. Like, he would turn, then flip. Hmm. And uh, sometimes I see Hangman go ass over tea kettle, which he's able to do. King of the North you know says what? that. Sorry ahead, to sorry. Cut, yeah, but sorry to cut. Yeah, but this is what concerns me about Lashley with Lesnar. Sure. Because the, the way Lashley takes those Germans, I mean, he already popped his shoulder the last time. So that that kind of concerns me going into Crown Jewel because it's he, he takes them. I don't know why, but he kind of turns when he when he lands on it. But uh, yeah, we'll see. King of the North says, I thought Dynamite was incredible regardless of the injury. I knew Hangman would be taken care of. Jericho has been an all an all-timer run this year. I love this, Jimmy, because a few years ago when PCO started to go on his run, it motivated a lot of wrestlers to wrestle older. 
to wrestle later in their careers. Now Jericho's stepping in and raising the bar too. Not only that, he's in the best shape that he's been in. And how long? How long? Like since maybe his original WWF run that ended in like 05, he is in amazing shape. He's he's doing good stuff. He's still useful as a top talent. He's not sacrificing anything in the ring. He's having some of the best matches that he's he's ever had now. And I I think that's really, really admirable. His his ability to evolve a second to none. In, yeah. in pro wrestling like he's always you go back and you look over the years you know at one point remember he cut his hair when he was a heel he cut his hair yeah. and he was wearing suits you know and then for a while he was always in uh tights and then he went to trunks for a while like he has always been able to evolve he, in new japan he was a different character Painmaker. <laughs> yeah so like i loved it though he's just he's always had this ability to evolve unlike anybody i think really ever in pro wrestling so i respect that about and him. i love the roh title thing like i love it i think it's good to put him on it another accolade another feather in his cap that makes him one of the most decorated talent ever um but when when they're doing that story, I just I just think it's so good to go after all the former ROH champions. And I mean, I know there are some people that just don't want to uh that that Gresham isn't their cup of tea, but I love Jonathan Gresham, and I think that's a great story to bring him back eventually, whenever they got a TV deal. The guy who was so committed to Ring of Honor, he didn't sign anywhere else. He had interest from WWE and Impact, didn't sign anywhere else just to see what happened. And uh, I think you can make, I, I think you make him like your modern day Taz, that guy who was so much smaller than everybody else, but you can't do shit to him because he's a fire hydrant because you can't move him. You can't do anything. And if, if you giggle at him, if you scoff at him, he's going to tie you up. I love that man. Meet Rana. Thank you so much for the, uh, the donation. I'll check and see if you have a, a chat that wasn't tied to that, but I've never heard somebody referred to as a fire hydrant before. I've heard like pit bull and I've heard things like that. Never heard fire hydrant. I mean, like, look how, <laughs> how he and Taz are built. Like they are just, they're as thick at the bottom as they are at the top. And they're, they're short guys that you just know can just, you're not going to be able to do anything to them. What are you going to do? Get under their hips. Good luck, buddy. That's why Taz is so good at suplex. His hips can get underneath people so easily. Uh, I, I just think that's really great. And, and Gresham, I've long admired his work. I mean, I've studied his stuff. Uh, Jimmy called the milkman Seahawk to be a guest. The milkman. Knowyournews.com, youtube.com slash knowyournews. CJ Lilly says, with all the guy, I knew where this was headed. I knew CJ Lilly was about to ask about Alexa Bliss. I knew it. Thank you for the donation, by the way. Hey, guys, with all the hate online, travel issues, and not being booked well, do you think Alexa Bliss will be the major, first major star to leave uh, WWE under Triple H with her contract up next year uh, or leaving the industry entirely? Well, I mean, she's also the type of person I could see finding success in another field. I don't know if that would be acting or anything like that. But, I mean, she had problems with the booking earlier this year, for sure, to the point where it's like, call me when you got something. Um, I don't know. I mean, you, you never know, like, and this is hypothetical. Maybe she broke a finger. Maybe she, maybe she's under the weather. You don't know, especially in this day and age of COVID. And I'm not saying she has COVID. What could have happened? What, like, why this person has been off TV for a couple of weeks? Could be any number of things. Um, I hope that they bring her back. I think they should have her in a tag team. If you're going to be promoting a tag team division, you should probably, uh, yeah, you should probably have all the talent you can. Depending on what the Bray plans are, I guess. Yeah. And if they want to get her involved in that, sure. 
Nicholas says, AEW has been doing a lot of live rampages. Is that going to become the norm or is there a reason for it? Uh, I'm going to find out the reason for it. I'm going to put that, I'm going to keep a little list of things to ask. And uh, I need to, I need to find out about that because that's something that will actually brought to my attention that like the rampages were going to be live in October. And considering they, they don't draw a whole lot mm-hmm. viewership or, or attendance, a little bit surprising. Reggie says, just a friendly reminder that Jimmy Van is the man. Let's go ahead and block Reggie Thank you, Simmons. Mr. Reggie Simmons. You are an intelligent human being, Reggie yeah. Simmons. Thank you, sir. Thank you for your donation, Reggie. We appreciate you. Can you think of a reason why TK won't even comment on the situation that happened at the Scrum and why he didn't stop Punk? Uh, why he didn't stop Punk, I don't think he expected it to get that far. I don't think that he thought it was going to get that bad. As a reason why he won't comment on it, yeah, pending legal action because so much of this was caused by Punk having an issue with how he would be perceived, whether it be by Colt Cabana rumors, whether it be by Hangman Page's lines on TV. So if that were the case and you are trying to prevent further further legal situations well you don't want to mention them on tv in any capacity to which a cm punk could say look well you mentioned them in this way and in this way and in this way and you mentioned me in this way and that's how that's perceived as well yeah that's why i would i would have seen if i could uh, get a lawyer to draft something but uh who knows who knows what they did in terms of stopping cm punk he should have during the scrum he should have he should have he should have veered course back to talking about all yeah. out but it, it is what it is now you didn't stop melissa during our press conference when she said mean things about me melissa said mean things about you yeah you dominated the talking like you normally do i'm i'm really good at that by the way i've still got a i've got a title match set with joel pearl i for those of you who don't know for those of you who aren't aren't hip to the lore here jimmy has has a fightful championship that he claims I will never win. Melissa has held it. Joel Pearl just asked for it and got it. Uh, most of y'all don't know who Joel Pearl is, but that's by design, I guess. Um, he just likes to stay anonymous and not have anybody care about anything that he does. But um, yeah, he doesn't do the impact post show every week for fightful. He doesn't. Well, do it's that. funny because I let him name a, a top contender, and he let me name the match. And his top, who he said that I had to beat was Impact World Champion Josh Alexander. And I beat him in a scooter race in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, or Cincinnati, Ohio, I think it was. can't remember which one it was. Either way, I beat him, blew the doors off the guy, and I've been waiting for my title match ever since. He's been ducking me. He's been running. I'm going to have to make a special trip back to Toronto just for that, Jimmy. I look forward to seeing that matchup. Hopefully I can be there when it happens. Yeah. Joel Wood says, knowing how strict New Japan is about their titles, do you think the Carl Anderson video with the title uh, saying he's not defending it is an angle for a future defense or a way for New Japan to strip him of it? Well, I think they could have just stripped him of it in general if they wanted to. I think he's going to make those dates. I can tell you that he has, he at least intended to make those dates and Wrestle Kingdom. Like full plans on on making the Wrestle Kingdom dates as reported by FightfulSelect.com. We also reported on FightfulSelect.com that uh, they they officially signed with WWE. Ink on the paper, long-term deals, big money, relatively speaking, FightfulSelect.com. But yeah, I, th- I think it's I think that he plans on on appearing at those or at the shows in which he can. If I were WWE, I would have just let New Japan have that damn date. Is Crown Jewel that important? That you got to do that. Right. No. And you um, know what? I don't think he would do that video without giving them a heads up either. 
because he seems like he's a pro, right? I think he he wants to end his career in Japan, is what I was told. Mm. Jay Floyd says MJF deserves an Emmy. Uh, I felt like I saw something special last night. That was a special promo that was incredible. And I just like how MJF was like, I wanted to kill myself. And Regal went. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That to me was number two all time by MJF after the, the CM Punk promo that he did. When he said he lost yeah. faith in Punk when Punk quit. To me, that one is the best he's ever done. This was this was right up there, number two. I, I was going to talk about this promo later, but I'll bring it up right now. Do you know if WWE has loosened the reins on promos since Hunter took over? Because that MGF promo to me is a prime example of why you got to give guys, guys a little bit of trust. That was not a scripted word for a promo. You could tell. Yeah. Give guys some trust. Give them some bullet points. Give them a timeline. Let them use their own voice instead of somebody else's. Do you know if things have loosened up since Hunter took control? Yeah, they have. They um, have. I mean, they're still largely scripted, but there's a lot more freedom in that. There's a lot more ad-libbing, a lot more room there. I mean, Triple H had a great career based on a lot of that stuff. So, yeah, it has. Good. Uh, William says, thoughts on Theory cashing in on the NXT title Saturday? I don't hate that idea, honestly. I don't hate that idea compared to, like, he ain't beating Roman, Roman at all, so... So this really is on my list idea. too. This is on my list too. And I, and I wanted to ask you, do you think if he does that, cause they sure teased it on NXT. Yes, they did. Do you, do you think if he does that, it's going to damage him because it's going to make him look stupid that rather than, you know, cash in on the biggest prize, he's cashing in on the NXT title. Or do you think that fans will accept it because they understand this guy's not ready for the world title for the WWE world title? Well, I don't think he is ready for the world title, and I think that he is ready for the NXT title, and I think Braun Breaker is ready for the main roster. I think Austin Theory, in adjusting those, Austin Theory would make a really good NXT champion because where does he go after Johnny? Where does he go after that? And this could be him going back and earning it by cashing in and all that. I think there's a way that they can make this make a little more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cause that's, that's the big thing. Cause you got to remember the way he's been booked since he won that briefcase, he's been booked like shit. He's lost almost every match. Yeah. And that's so what, that's what I said they were going to do too. It's the WWE tried and true method. They give somebody this prop and they make you go, Oh, well he's got this. So he's always a threat, but then they have him lose every match. So what does it mean once they cash in? Cool. They got the shiny toy. They got the world championship, but, but then they are completely unbelievable as a world champion. Right. That's that, right. Honestly, if they wanted to give Jinder Mahal the title five years ago, that's what they should have done to have him go from what they had him go for, from to top world champion. Well, then when he wins that championship, he's got the sings with him. And that's how he wins these matches. They fumble that bag so often, I don't understand, because it's such a brilliant concept. It's something that everybody wants to have optimism over, that money in the bank and, and how it's booked. But every year they screw it up. Jimmy... They have not had a woman hold that that briefcase for longer than like a day since Carmella won it the first time. Right. That's the right. only time it's lasted longer than a day. They have played out the cash in the night of thing. Like use this as a it's it's such a basic easy story. It's so easy and they they I don't know. I think with theory all they got to do is explain that, you know, Roman's got the bloodline. Like it's hard, yeah. it's hard to cash in when you got the bloodline there kind of thing. That makes sense. Joel Wood says, what a lot of people forget in NXT, Triple H had maybe two hours to use people. Now he has seven hours to fill. So I think there's more opportunities now, in my opinion. There absolutely are more opportunities. And we're starting to see that. Like 
Mustafa Ali on Monday. Like I was pumped to see that. Loved his new gear this past weekend. Um, there, there was a lot of, of there's a lot of promise in these situations. I want to see like Los Lotharios used more. I want to see T Bar pop up somewhere. We'll see. Graham says the pop when Mox takes a buckshot is going to be huge as long as it ain't in Cincy. Right. Justice says in terms of talent being in the office, I'm one of Sammy's vlogs. He said Omega was calling, then said it's HR. Could Kenny being in HR be one of the reasons this has taken so long? No, I think they can separate that pretty effectively. Um, I I don't think that that's necessarily an issue. I think it's more pending legal stuff uh, or the threat of legal stuff or figuring out what the hell they're going to do, you know? I know what Omega's doing right now. He's enjoying Universal Studios, Sean. Is that where he's at right now? People are taking selfies. They're all over social media. Oh, okay. Yeah. I heard he's supposed to do some video game stuff soon, too. K775 says, do you think we'll see some NXT call-ups after Havoc on Saturday? Seems like a good opportunity to do that. I think you're going to see them peppered in here and there all throughout the year from now on. It's going to be constant all throughout mm-hmm. the year that we're going we're gonna to see NXT talent. Let me ask you this, Sean. So okay. uh, on NXT television this week, they really loaded up with main roster stars. Yeah. The most they've had on have. one show. Yeah. The most they've had on one show, maybe ever. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens and Austin Theory and Raquel Rodriguez, Rhea Ripley and Judgment Day, Sonya Deville, Shinsuke Nakamura, the OC Shotzi. There were reports that WWE did that intentionally because Dynamite was running on a Tuesday and they wanted to be Dynamite in the ratings. <laughs> have you heard that? Was that the catalyst for them? Because it makes sense that they would do that. Yeah. It was. It was that they wanted to go head and head. I didn't hear about the, the the dire nature that was reported online where people were like, oh, it's inexcusable to not lose. Come on. They they lost all the time to AEW on Wednesdays. So, I mean, AEW came in there with a world title match for the love of God. Three and three more title matches. So Well, they also a, had the baseball playoff, playoff game as a lead-in. Lead in. Yeah. yeah. So, so, I think I Dynamite mean, Dynamite's still going to take the rating. I think Dynamite's going to take it. Uh, yeah. Another quick plug, FightfulSelect.com. List goes on. We'll be on, I think, right around the time the ratings drop. So we will be talking about that over on FightfulSelect.com. But yeah, they they loaded it up intentionally, as they should. And FightfulSelect.com reported last night that Shinsuke Nakamura was discussed to come in. And he did. But I mean, when you're doing Nakamura, Theory, Raquel, Rhea, uh, Owens, all that, like, come on, man. Uh, uh, hey, another plug. We had reported last week that they they're really liking that crossover because uh fightfulselect.com had it out there where they they like that their top talent can evaluate this young talent they can see who they work with they can say is this guy next how do you feel they've got a whole bunch of sean waltman's on that main roster now jimmy where sean waltman used to be the gauge if you couldn't have a good match with him you probably weren't getting a job they got a whole lot of people like that now where if you can't have a good match with them you're probably not going to work out on the main roster the evaluation period is much smaller now than it used to be you're not having Stokely Hathaway, Chelsea Green, Deanna Perrazzo, and people of any level camping out for six months, much less people as talented as that. So uh, it's very good. Michael says, did I miss the official announcement about RHTV? If not, do you think it's HBO Max? I hope it's HBO Max. And no, you haven't. There's been no official announcement. Uh, there was one grifter who had something leaked to him who indicated that, yeah, well, uh, I'd be getting an HBO Max subscription if I were you guys. We're working on that. We're trying to dig it up. But let me tell you, that guy never finds out anything himself. Uh, But Jorge says, how many fans do you think AEW will draw their second time in LA? And will they eventually do a pay-per-view here? Yeah, absolutely. They'll do a pay-per-view here or there. Uh, I think they could probably do 
nine ten thousand in LA. I don't see why not. How big is the venue? Do you know? Um, I I don't know if it's the same one. If it's the Forum. I mean, that's the one that that Strike Force used to run all the time. I'd say twelve fourteen, but they'll yeah. probably have it configured for about ten. Yeah, 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 eight nine. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Sharks, I want to go. Well, hold on. We got a bunch more super chats. Jimmy. Okay, okay. People pay us. Sharks right. freely says it's easy for people to criticize Tony Khan for the lack of info when it's not their millions of dollars on the line. It's also, also true. Milf and cookies. <laughs> says i was at dynamite last night it was an awesome show being from cincinnati it warms me knowing we have someone like mox i don't really think we would get shows like this here if he wasn't sticking up for us love knowing my hometown hero is a star i completely agree with you uh milf and cookies <laughs> john moxley is putting cincinnati wrestling on the map and i know a lot of people will have be like yeah well what about this what about that what about the heartland wrestling association 20 years ago i don't give a shit that uh, you weren't getting big shows you weren't getting pay-per-views you weren't getting world title matches in Cincinnati for a long time. Lexington and Louisville used to be hot for that in the early 2000s. Like we would get a lot of cool stuff. We would get pay-per-views in Kentucky. We don't get that here now. Cincinnati didn't get that for a very long time. John Moxley rolls around. All of a sudden we're starting to get that now. And I'm, I'm very excited. Daniel Brown says any insight on if MJF is really signed past 2024. No, he had an issue during the summer, but the mentions of bidding war of 2024 seems like something Tony probably wouldn't want being said on TV. Uh, MJF claims he hasn't. I do not believe MJF. And that's pretty much all I'll say is he's a worker. Joel says, Tony seemed to hit. I think it was the aerial interview that Punk has or had an office job. Do you know if that's accurate? So I haven't heard office job, but I've heard that maybe due to his unique situation, maybe he had employment status there. Um because that would make an all, a lot of sense, Jimmy. If you, you want a high-profile candidate. Jimmy, I got recruited by somebody who offered me employment status. Like, that is that is a carrot that you dangle in front of people. Health insurance, the whole nine yards. Like, that is a thing. So, I mean, I think that could be possible. I don't know it to be true, but it could be possible. So, when I did my, my Q&A for FIFO Select last week, somebody asked about AEW's next rights deal. And what I said was, I think the next rights deal is going to change the landscape of pro wrestling. Because I think we're going to see them offer these types of employee deals to coveted free agents in order to attract them. It's the one thing WWE has never wanted to do. They've never wanted to spend money on benefits and retirement plans and all of that. But AEW now has kind of set this precedence because Tony did in an interview refer to office jobs. He used the word office job when it came to the Bucks, Kenny Omega, and CM Punk. Then Moxley, when he resigned, they said that he's taking on an expanded role which sounds to me like that could be another employee-type deal structure. Now Jericho has just signed a new three-year contract. They said that he is taking on an expanded role, which yeah. again sounds like it might be another way to, to structure it like an employee-type deal. I think this is where they're going to be headed uh, when they get the new rights deal because they are going to get more money on the rights deal. That's going to completely change the landscape. Because if you're a, a top free agency with WWE and if AEW says we will give you permanency, you know, status, we'll give you benefits, we'll give you retirement, WWE's gonna have to match if they want to keep those guys. Do you think they'll um, start offering people camels? Because Sean O'Malley just revealed that he got offered a camel in exchange for uh fight lessons. Is that right? Yeah. Somebody in Saudi? Camel. I don't know. I don't Must know. Have been. I tried to trade him a camel uh for fight lessons. Very Love to see it. Justice says, am I the only one wanting AEW to connect the dot on how Spears and Wardlow became close again? Because Spears dumped on him during the build to break, build to the break from MJF. Yeah, so I mean, if you go off of 
the post-show interview that Spears did in Toronto, you could kind of see, and if Wardlow, that's all Wardlow's got to say is, some shit is more important than what we went through. Him losing a family member and becoming a father is more important than that. Because, you know, who hasn't had a falling out with their friend and then seen later on, like, is this really worth it type of thing? And that's all they got to tell me. That's all they got to say. He did stare at him. Did yeah. you notice? So when, when yeah. Spears got into the ring and Wardlow was in the corner, Spears did pause and stare at him. Yeah. So there is, it is possible they could go back to that. We have Joseph saying FTR versus the acclaimed seems like a nightmare to book with how hot both teams are. Who do you see going over at full gear? I don't think it's a nightmare at all. I think it's a dream. Like that's a good problem to have. Like far, far too many people are like, oh, well, somebody's got to lose that. No shit. That's what you want. You want the two hottest acts possible going up against one another. That's what, that's where the magic is made. One wins, one loses. Let's find out who I love that. Uh, I see, I think you, you give it the, the few weeks and you see how that plays out. And if whoever's like more over, I think you go in there with like two finishes, whoever's more over, Put them over. It's going to be the acclaimed without question. No question. They're the hot hand. They just won the AW tag team sure. titles. They're not losing. Not that fast. FTR the hot hand too, though. Joel They've been off TV my, a lot, though. My weekly inquiry, um, but I think I know the answer, but with Sasha and Naomi adding WWE back to their IG bios, have you heard any update? Haven't heard an update. Haven't heard a thing. Haven't heard a thing. Sorry. I saw uh, she's getting, doing a USA show. Some who? USA Network show. Sasha. I'll have to off the look. I was maybe out of the loop on that one, but get in your super chats, get in your humper chats, guys. I would greatly appreciate it. Bear Hudson says, what's the latest on Kenny Omega being a free agent in 2023 or maybe returning. Keep hearing he might be done in AEW. I would be shocked if he was done with AEW. I haven't, I haven't heard that at all. I mean, I know immediately there was a lot of like not dealing with this shit type of thing, but he was also injured for about eight, nine months. Now, again, I'm sure he has employment status. How does that play into the fact that they could possibly extend his contract? There's a lot of like, there's a lot of variables there. There's no, there's no non-competes on AEW deals that I've heard of. So there's a lot of things that aren't necessarily standard in AEW deals that are elsewhere. Justice says, do you see Santana working things out with Ortiz and Eddie and staying or possibly going elsewhere? And where would you all like to see him? Well, I mean, if not there, then WWE, I think he's, he'd be very good in WWE. Um, I think he has always been like the facial expressions guy. And I think he could be very, very good there as a singles as well. In my heart, I hope that he makes up with, with Ortiz and Eddie. I hope this is another one of those situations where it's like, is it worth it? Let's go make some magic. Cause at one point I thought they were one of the best tag teams. How do you world. think they would utilize Santana by himself in WWE? Well, it depends. It depends on, on what he, he sort of shows there. And, you know, Jimmy, sometimes... Sometimes, if you're not a grower, you are a shower. <laughs> but sometimes that main event performance isn't always there. Sometimes you're stuck on dark. You don't want that that two-minute output. You're not on dark elevation. Yeah. You, you want to move from dark to dark elevation, so to speak. And then to the main event. And Blue Chew allows you to do that. Stronger, harder, lasting, longer erections. Thanks to BlueChew.com and the code Fightful. Brought to you by the face of Blue Chew, Jimmy Van. 
<laughs> the spokesman for Listen, it. listen. No more awkward conversations with your doctor. No more lines at the pharmacy. You go to Blue Chew. You take their questionnaire. Meet with their online physician. And if approved, it arrives straight to your door. Discreet package. Don't have to wait in line. Don't have to go to the doctors. All that good stuff. Same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. But they work on your schedule. Or maybe not your schedule. Maybe you want to make it your schedule. And you want to be good to go. Blue Chew. Chewable tablet. You're good to go. You, you know that's good. Get your first shipment free. Just pay $5 shipping. That's hush money for the mailman who won't really know what's coming anyway. But, but believe this. Somebody will know you're coming. Thanks to Blue Chew. Dot com and the code Fightful. We love Bluetooth. We've been working with them for over five years. Support them. Support yourself. And support your loved one. They've missed an opportunity. They should have hit up WWE, but Veer's availability. Should have. Should have. Um, Mitchell says, wondering about JBL backing Corbin. Could we, where could we maybe see that character going? Maybe embracing the Golden Gloves background. I, I think that a lot of people overstate the the Golden Gloves boxing thing. Like, that isn't, like, a super, super high level of boxing by any means. Now, that being said, he'd whip everybody's ass watching this show, uh, without a doubt. But I don't know if they would lean into that. But I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it if he's got that. Uh, but I, I want to see JBL talking for him more because I thought he did well. Because in ring, Corbin's got it. It's just that delivery... I've heard that delivery so long. I'm ready for something else. Do you know if JBL is going to be a regular character as Brandon Corbin's manager or was as it of off? now he's supposed to be? Yeah. Supposed to be a regular, like weekly guy. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Jay Floyd says Jericho corpsing while Dalton goes digging for the buried treasure. Send for the man. I always love seeing people break on TV. I love it. Uh, guys, we are heading down the home stretch. Get in your super chats, get in your humper chats. What else you got, Jimmy? So here's an interesting stat that was posted by Russell Opp. So apparently Bianca Belair, she has surpassed 200 days as Raw Women's Champion. Actually, I believe uh, Will Washington was posting it the other day that she was approaching that. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, I think Russell Opp posted it first and then Will posted like a, like an update. So she is now the longest reigning Black World Champion, male or female, in WWE history. And then Will pointed out, that there are longer reigns for other titles. So he pointed out like MVP was U S champion for 343 days. The yeah. rock was intercontinental champion for 264 days. But in terms of a world champion, Bianca's number one, what I wanted to ask you. So Jade Cargill, she's at over 280 days as TBS champion right now. Right. Yeah. Is there really a difference between the raw women's champion and the TBS champion? Like, can you say one is a world title and the other isn't like, is the TBS title more like a TV title? Otherwise, what's the difference? Because you got the Raw title and the SmackDown title. So what's the difference between the Raw I mean, there's title? There's a difference. There's a difference. I mean, is there? WWE is a more established company, obviously. I think there's a pretty big difference there. However, is that the biggest difference? Yeah. I mean, I think so. Yeah. I think okay. that's the biggest. It's a more established uh, title. I mean, the women's title is the title. Jade is trying to rise it to that level. Also, shout out to her for wearing the Reds jersey last night. But uh, she's trying to raise the profile of that, but I think there's a big difference there in the WWE Women's World Title that has main evented WrestleMania multiple times. Sure, but it's the, the Raw title. Women's Title, and they got the SmackDown Women's Title. But I mean, how right. many marquee matches have we seen with the TBS Title? I think Jade's a great champion, but yeah. especially from the booking, like again, Women's World Title has main evented Mania. They 
like rarely do we see the TBS title main event dynamite or rampage. Yeah. Yeah. She's really green still too, you know, but I mean, she's great. She's yeah. great. She's got the star quality. hundred percent. hundred percent. She's got the star quality. You run with her. I'm glad that they recognized it. Bear Hudson says, do you believe the rock will fight reigns at mania or go with Cody Rhodes? I also heard maybe Bray Wyatt if he's still over. I'd keep Bray Wyatt far away from that world championship for a very, very long time until you can't anymore. Um, if they can't get The Rock, I think it's it's got to be Cody Rhodes. I think that's plan A is you get The Rock, you do the match that everybody has talked about for six, seven years now. And if not, you do Cody Rhodes. So I saw Rock do an interview, and I, I forget what outlet it was. And he mentioned something about a board seat in WWE, he mentioned something about Nick Khan had talked to him about possibly getting a board seat. And this is not verbatim, but rock basically said, I don't know about a, a board seat, but, uh, but there is, he, he said something like, but there is something else, or there is, he made reference to like, there, there might be something coming up down the line with WWE. And so I still think like, have you noticed how many, how much wrestling related stuff the rock is, is, is either commenting about in interviews or he's doing tales from the territories. I think he wants to do mania and I understand page or Soraya in, in that talk is Jericho interview said, you know, everybody talks about like WWE gave me this movie. WWE gave me this movie. She's like, no, the rock said I'm doing this movie, whether you all want to have anything to do with it or not. And uh, like, just, just get involved and make it easier for me. And there you go. I think it's going to depend on what he's got going on at the time. And if the studio is going to give him shit about it, you know, otherwise, otherwise yeah. I think he wants to do it. I think he wants to do it. And so I think they're going to go Roman and rocker. They're at least going to pencil it in until they're told otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. Justice says this might turn into another plug, but how do you all rewatch AW's catalog here in the States? Does it, does the TNT TBS app have it? No, it doesn't. There's right now, there's no way unless you subscribe to nordvpn.com slash fightful and get AEW plus. That's it. Um, that's it. But uh, I believe you wanted to talk about Bray before we wrapped up as well. Yeah. So he cuts that promo on SmackDown. I loved it. It, it, it was like the real guy. I loved it. Um, Amazing. The, the way that it ended, you know, so he's cutting the promo. His own promo gets cut off by a video teaser. And so now everybody's wondering what the hell was that about? What do you, what do you think? Do you think that maybe there was like a higher power with his group? Do you think that maybe he's uh what's the word when you multiple personality disorder kind of thing where he got cut off by another part of Bray Wyatt? Like what, uh, where do you think? They're yeah, going? I think it's, I think it's going to go multiple personality thing. Okay. I, and I think that's the right way to do it because so many of those personalities Almost every single one of them that Bray Wyatt has done is popular. Right. So why not capitalize on them when the time is right? And damn, you go out there and you see Bray Wyatt just being him and being yeah. genuine. That got right. over too. Everybody loved that. So there's yet another one. So you have character after character after character. And look, that worked with Mick Foley. Um, Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, 
but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. God, I think it could have worked with Godfather. I think if they would have leaned into him being like Kama and Papa Shango right. to a much lesser degree, he had three effective characters. Bray Wyatt, but here's the difference between that. Papa Shango and Kama were not the same guy on screen. Mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt's always been Bray Wyatt or Husky mm-hmm. Harris or The Fiend or something like that. Um, so it's I interesting. So it's almost going to be like a Green Goblin thing where like he's battling yes. himself sort of. Yeah, and even of. even when Mankind debuted, they didn't acknowledge that he was Cactus Jack before. That's right. Wrestling That's right. fans knew, but they didn't acknowledge it. All throughout the way, like we know that this is this is Bray Wyatt. It's always been Bray Wyatt and they acknowledge it as Bray Wyatt. So I think that's a very interesting approach. And I think that's, I don't think it's an accident that when the new regime came in, I was given that information like, Oh, not only do we think that we're going to get him and stand a better chance of making this work because I believe they were in talks for quite a while before that even, but they wanted, I think they wanted it known publicly that they were going to value this guy. And I think that's a great way to do it. And uh, we, we should have more on Bray Wyatt and, the negotiations and talks and the implementation of him uh, pretty soon on FightfulSelect.com. So subscribe for just five bucks. I mean, he's one of those larger than life types of personalities. Like he's, he's got just that unique quality about him that not everybody has. And so hopefully they make the best of it, but I loved his promo. I know that there were some people that for some reason they didn't like it because like he wasn't a character, so to speak. That I is, liked it. I liked it, it. Just because he was speaking honestly, doesn't mean he wasn't in character. Right. Right. Yeah, I like see that with MJF all the time. Right. And uh, as we wrap up, Scene Slayer James says, do you think he and Bo Dallas should be involved with the Wyatt storyline? I would love if he was. I think that Bo Dallas was a very underrated performer. And uh, like Bo Dallas as one of the Bray Wyatt whipping boys just makes an awful lot of sense. And Bo is only 32 years old, Jimmy. Right. He's been on screen like his entire adult life. So uh, I hope to see him back. But and I, I saw hope- Rowan as well. Rowan made a comment about, I still have a story to tell. I yes. Saw. And there is a story to tell there. And especially because we know those people as being close to Bray, right? right? Like we know that Bray Wyatt's brother is Bo Dallas and most people don't. And if they don't, you educate them. We know Rowan's close with him. Mm-hmm. We know that Braun has history with him. Yeah. So, I mean, there are also people from the Nexus that are available right now. You can you can play into this and show like concern and story for it, uh, so to speak. Even JoJo, really. JoJo as well. She was she yeah. was there at SmackDown. Yeah, I saw as well. that. Yeah, but, yeah. But guys, no AEW Dynamite show tonight. Last night we had Alex and Kate do a a combo review. Went over three hours. <laughs> really? Oh Jesus! I'm gonna get an invoice for thirteen thousand dollars. Yes, you are. But we're heading over to FightfulSelect.com right now. Every week we do the list goes on post show. And uh, we are going to uh, be talking about the ratings whenever they drop. Hopefully, like we're going to try to hold out until they they drop on good old WrestleNomics. But uh, subscribe, guys. Leave a thumbs up on this video. We would greatly appreciate it. Don't forget Day After Dynamite on Thursday. You have the post-impact show that night. You have the Rampage SmackDown post-show Friday. Saturday is going to be a loaded day as well. NXT Halloween Havoc as well as Grapsity. 
Make sure you guys check that out. But FightfulSelect.com, I'm going to be dropping a Q&A this week. Jimmy had one this past weekend. Grapsity had one last week. And I'm thinking about also doing a show uh, to kind of recap my travels over the last week. We're heading over there right now. Till next time, we're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.